What a sports nut, huh? <laughs> and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. Now that F1 has two verging on three races in America, it's a whole country of F1 sports nuts. This weekend focused on the home of Snowflake the Dolphin, Miami, <laughs> Florida. I'm Drew Scanlon. Joining me, Danny O'Dwyer. How are you, Danny? Laces out. Laces out. Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Um, wow, that movie, I'm not sure, has aged particularly well. It though. really has not. <laughs> it, now, now that the words dribble out of my mouth, um, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, perhaps not as uh, prescient as it once was, but um, we're here to talk about the beautiful world of Miami. Bim, I was going to try to say some Will Smith lyrics, but nothing's coming to mind. La uh, la 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 la. Getting racy with it. But that's not the <laughs> Miami song, so it doesn't work. Uh, also joining us, Rob Zachney. How are you, Rob? Not bad. I will give a Centuria Pet Detective this. Uh, in an attempt to make transphobia the punchline to the movie's like biggest overarching joke, it actually makes a really effective argument against transphobia. So it's congratulations <laughs> on like landing the punch so badly that you end up like radicalizing a generation of kids. Well, some kids. <laughs> Most are probably like, lol, that's hilarious. But like I think I think more more kind hearted spirits. You get to the end of that movie and you're like this is getting really fucked up real fast. Ace kind of sucks. <laughs> if you are new to this podcast, a very warm welcome to you. And if you are new to Formula One itself, we have got an episode just for you. Our preseason primer episode assumes no prior F1 knowledge and explains everything about how the sport works and who everybody is. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that, it's episode 178. Also, this show is supported entirely by our audience over at patreon.com slash shift F1, where every month we release bonus podcasts and videos exclusively for our patrons that cover racing documentaries and films, F1 video games, experiments with other racing series and a lot of weird things so if you would like to support the show and also get access to all of that fun stuff uh including the shift f1 discord which is uh very uh been popping off recently popping off man it's popping off uh head over to patreon.com slash shift f1 or click the link in the show notes what is going on this month in patreon land danny this week we are releasing a uh, patron exclusive podcast on the netflix bad sport episode need for weed so if you like indycar and smoking that reefer um, <laughs> or documentaries about uh, those topics um, make sure to support us and get access to that podcast and years worth of other random podcasts about movies and racing series and that sort of shenanigry. Uh, myself and Drew are also going to be doing our very important wine tasting later this month. Um, we're finally getting it done, uh, tasting Daniel Ricardo's beautiful vintage, which has only gotten better in the time we <laughs> have true. not organized this video. So it's, it's just going to get, you know... It, well, it's been it's, properly it's, cellared, right? It's like not been exposed to light. It's been camera uh, controlled. It's not in somebody's garage. No, it's in a box. All right, then. It's in its own little box. No further in questions. My, exactly. It's in with all my tasty snacks. So maybe it'll smell a little bit of Cheetos, but, you know, it's fine. Aromatic cheese flavor. Maybe you should pair it with Cheetos. Mm. Oh, that's a good yeah, chef. That's a good chef. See, Rob, this is, this is why we wish you were coming. This is why we wish you could be here. If you could just well, there's a th take, there's take a flight I might the be Antarctic. called out to the West Coast in the next month, so who, who knows? Oh, my God, really? See, this is what happens. This is why it keeps getting delayed. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, now we have to wait. Just recork right. it. It'll be fine. Yes, exactly. It's, yeah. it's a good chat. Good chat. I'll just leave it in a, in a pint jar somewhere in the house. And thank you to all of our incredible title sponsors, including some new friends, Gordy's Army, 
Weed Lord Vegeta, presented by Indie Winter. I, uh, is it is it Vegeta or is it Vegeta? Is it Vegeta or Vegeta? It Vegeta? That might be Vegeta. Vegeta? Character? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Weed Lord. Apologies, <laughs> sire. Weed Lord Vegeta. Vegeta. Have you never seen Dragon Ball Z? No, I've never watched it. They take too long to fight. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my Dragon Ball Z podcast. They take too long to fight coming to uh, Let me I tell you, if you watch the supercut of just the fights, though, I think you'd feel the payoff is probably not worth it. <laughs> I feel like if they didn't do practice and qualifying, I need the build-up. You know, without that, it's just mm, a bunch mm-hmm. of idiots driving around a track. Am I right? Weed Lord Vid... Vegeta? You can stop saying it any time now, Danny. <laughs> Is it Vegeta? Vegeta, but we yeah. move on. I feel like I'm a syllable away from saying something I'm not meant to say. <laughs> yes, every time you we say Lord it, I'm Vegeta. like, where are we go? where's this pronunciation going? <laughs> As Talking Autos, Tanner McCleave, Bulgarian Bonbon, Olivia, Ev- <clears throat> Olivia Evans, Team Blackjack, Pyrites Card Castle, Erica Siegel, Iron Station Studios, Alan McCrary, TelemetryDeck.com, Gnarly Goat, David Mule, Drew Stewart, Bailey Foote, Abdullah Althani, Jason Chadwick, Abraham Getchell, welcome back, Bunny Thorpe, Stovetop Crimes. Uh, okay. Do you think of any <laughs> Stovetop Crimes? Uh, I think that is a reference to the fact I committed manslaughter against the Stovetop. Excuse me? How did you do that? I was... I needed a work surface to crush some ice. Um, and okay. look, there's a waypoint video explaining my entire like facts and reasoning. But the point is, I have a fridge maker that makes crushed ice, but it is not up to standard. Not because I haven't changed the, the filter. I no longer change the filter because I choose not to use any of like the water like features of in the fridge of the fridge. So okay. I had to take my beautiful like ice cubes out of silicon mold and hit them with a big mallet uh, to crush <sighs> oh, them. No. But because oh, no. the cutting board was full. Other counters were full. I was like, well, this is a large flat surface and the oven hasn't been running, so wow. uh, I can just do it here. Forgetting, of course, that the one thing that really like fucks up glass, it can be very strong in some directions, but like point impact, not so mm. much. I blew straight through the tempered glass stovetop uh, and have been stoveless for a week. That is a crime. You're right. The other crime I have, which uh, because we have a lot of American and British listeners on here, I think they might enjoy this. Um, Our good friend Drew Tyroot, who Mm. used to work at our our previous uh, um, job in San Francisco, he uh, went to the British office and uh, not the TV show, the office we have in London uh, for the same company. And he went to make some coffee one morning and uh, couldn't find a kettle. So he put a standard like British water boiler like you like Uh-oh. you plug in you different put voltage. that on the stove top oh different voltage it's plastic oh shit okay <laughs> and he like almost burnt down his airbnb yeah like a a, a plastic fire on his yep. stove so yep. sorry ty i keep bringing this up buddy thorpe stovetop crimes snigs alex Goucher, circuit demon troy stammer umberto roca william romf and jason kelly sorry that was our longest one of those i've done yet I'm telling you, but did all you those names that, are beautiful. Did in, you say that Weedlord Vegeta was presented by Indy Winter? I sure did. What Although is I that? Say, I said Indy Winter. I don't know. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe Indy Winter is the name of the person. Maybe that's a game. Maybe story. it's a video game. Yeah. Google it yourself, folks. Figure. You know, I'm I'm safe. Search is off. Go into the wild world of the internet and find out what what Weedlord Vijay Vijay. Let's anyway, get to the grid. The race. <laughs> Well, uh, we should, I guess we Claire. should talk about 
before you even had qualifying, there were a couple of big shunts during this oh that my. did sort of like set people's trajectory for the weekend in some True. weird directions. Carlos Sainz had a had a hard impact. Uh, head, heading into this, um, I forget. Like Max a didn't lot, get much yeah. quality time. Uh, I forget. Yeah, what a lot of people just having real trouble on the, the, the that little section there. That like the cocaine chicane. Cocaine chicane. Dude, like, dude, like what? Even seeing the safety car like do the lap around it, I was like, I don't know how they're going to race through that. And the answer was, they they basically didn't. They raced around it. Uh, but yeah, like it was. Uh, there were there were a lot of incidents in practice that left the drivers not optimistic for the race. Um, and Verstappen did not get much track time either. He kept having issues. No, it, ba- it backfooted people for for quality that, that set us up with this grid. Yeah, so uh, Esteban Ocon had a heavy crash in free practice three, uh, which which tripped the G sensor. If uh, if it goes mm. over fifty Gs, they are mandated to send out the medical car. G uh, unit has to come out. Okay. That's, and, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> serenade him. Um, they had to change the chassis on the car, which basically means like rebuilding of the whole thing. Um, so he didn't go out in qualifying. He'll start from the back of the grid, uh, but not from the pit lane. We'll get to that. But let me just run it down from the top here. Charles Leclerc on pole position. Carlos Sainz, his teammate in second place. And then Max Verstappen in third. I think, as you said, Rob uh, and Danny, he had a, a, some trouble in, in practice. I think he was uh, pretty happy with starting third. Mm-hmm. Uh, his teammate Sergio Perez in fourth. Then we've got Valtteri Bottas in fifth place. So That's on friend, merit, everybody. I, yeah, out qualifying Lewis once again. Just getting <laughs> right. it done. Uh, Signs had a wicked first two sectors too and just slipped up in the last sector. He probably should have gotten pole maybe because Leclerc's mm. lap was not great. Leclerc's first sector was dirty. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, Lewis Hamilton in sixth, followed by Pierre Gasly. Still keeping it real with the Alpha Tauri. Yeah. Uh, Lando Norris in eighth, Yuki Tsunoda in the other Alpha Tauri. And then Lance Stroll in 10th. However, unfortunately for him and his teammates, Sebastian Vettel, uh, who qualified in 13th, they'll start from the pit lane because of the, the fuel in their car being apparently too cold. You leave in the chiller just a little bit too long, it loses <laughs> a bit of its bouquet. And uh, the FIA can't abide that. Yeah. You gotta Rob take it talk. out and bash it Rob. on your stove. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, Rob giving ice advice here, cold advice. <laughs> Uh, so they basically they had to remove the fuel and put more back in that was the right temperature. I assume uh, because if, that, the, if the fuel is cold, you can put a larger fuel load in than you're supposed to, right? Maybe, mm, yeah. Perhaps. Good point. Yes. Uh, but yeah, never seen that one before. Uh, Fernando Alonso will start 11th. Um, then George Russell in 12th. It's an extra bummer because he was looking great in practice. He topped the timesheets in one and maybe two. Uh, of the sessions um then that blank spot for sebastian vettel daniel ricardo in 14th mick schumacher 15th kevin magnuson uh in 16th uh joe guan yu in 17th probably could have been closer to his teammate uh up in fifth place but was blocked by traffic on his flying lap or one of his flying laps in q1 i got kind of uh processional down there in the end Mm. uh alex albon in 18th nicholas latifi in 19th and then esteban ocon having not set a time so that's how the very first, the inaugural Miami Grand Prix lines up. Danny, can you take us through the start? Yeah, considering how many red flags there were and how many incidents there were, I was—I think a lot of us were quite 
interested in how the early busy parts of this race might um like unfold but as it happens it was pretty clean it was pretty clean through the first couple of turns too uh verstappen had a good start um he basically did a really good job breaking down into turn one so that he was side by side with signs as they exited that apex which meant that he was on the advantageous side of the track going into the second turn and uh, signs relented and let um max passed uh, there was some movement in the back, though. Uh, I think we had a sort of a coming together of the greats where Hamilton and Alonso started nowhere near each other, but Hamilton had such a bad start and Alonso had such a good start that they conspired to get into a tangle between turn one and two um, where they basically tapped wheels. Lewis was worried that he had gotten uh, some sort of damage um, and I'm not sure where that ended, whether or not he thought he held some damage throughout the race or not, but it was a wheel to wheel touch. I don't think, yeah, it was wheel to wheel. I don't think he, he actually sustained damage, but um, <clears throat> he was, yeah, he was worried about it to his engineers. Um, right. I, uh, but great start from Alonso. Yeah. So that, that I wanted to, to just touch on for a second because uh, after the race, um, there's a little tidbit that came out about that, uh, which I think just highlights the the other level that these people are operating on uh and in particular champions like fernando alonso and racing savants like fernando alonso <laughs> he apparently noticed that turn one had a clean part on the outside of it during the driver's parade oh that's so, funny <laughs> you know they're just constantly taking in data wherever they can get an advantage right uh, i just thought that was really cool that's interesting. So I wonder what had happened. I guess W Series had raced prior to the driver's parade. And I wonder if they, because they're in like F3 cars, if they were doing a lot of side-by-siding down into turn one. Maybe. So the marbles weren't as, you know... Uh, they did have to do some resurfacing dispersed. or adjustments to it. Because I think um, to the track surface, I think a, a, a cleaning vehicle like scratched it up or something i don't know i only saw headlines on this but uh yeah they were having some trouble with the surface and you can kind of see there were some patches that they had they had redone Um, i wouldn't be surprised if because in austin when you go to that grand prix they do quite a lot of support races not ones that are televised but like other ones as well so i wonder if yeah there was just like a lot going on because i don't yeah do they do i'm trying to remember if the driver's parade is how close to the race that is i think it's pretty close Oh, no. Uh, yeah, well, remember. they do it on the Friday, don't when, they? Is the driver's no. parade the same as their walk? No. No. Yeah. No, I think it's the day. I think it's the Sunday. Okay. I think yeah, it's, it's a few a, hours before. Yeah. Um, we never tell right, so Rarely televised, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton eventually got by Alonso for seventh place as soon as DRS was activated uh, on lap three. Uh, lap six, Zhou Guanyu retires with a technical issue. Um, and then by lap eight... Charles Leclerc has not managed to drop Verstappen. Mm. The Red Bulls really were showing a higher top speed than the Ferraris this weekend, and that is that is keeping them in the mix. And at the start, finish straight on lap eight, uh, Verstappen slingshots by with that DRS. Yeah, um, made, made it look pretty easy. Um, and now that you mentioned it, I just had a little clip there running. Um, you can see they've, like, cleaned turn one. You're right. Something happened there that they actually did something to Wait, it. Wait, wasn't there... There was a section of the track that I believe the drivers were requesting get cleaned as well. Um, that That's a story I remember from 
like somewhere between practice and quality maybe where a bunch of the drivers had raised concerns that like they wanted part of the track cleaned up because it was getting too uh too slippery so i do i do wonder if that was if that was the area yeah it might have been there um I i will say though the the ferrari red bull mismatch is really interesting like it's because like it's not definitive which of these cars is faster in all circumstances like you know what i mean like there are like some places favor one or the other but like they're really yeah, closely three long straights here right yeah so, like but yeah. that that power uh that power advantage the red bull has seems really impressive uh and it does seem as you know as we, as we often sort of um you know come to understand the Power seems to hold up better over the course of a long race as opposed to handling. But I would say like later in the race, I, I, I did, I was interested in the way it sort of came back toward Ferrari again, uh, on the strength of, on the strength of handling. So it's turning into a really fascinating race up there, uh, at the front. Also sure does feel like you have a clear, like Leclerc and Verstappen are in such different leagues than their teammates. They've got their teammates are good drivers uh signs is you know pulling it back together after maybe you know maybe it's been a rough season for him but uh they are really in different leagues i also feel like the the, the jekyll and hyde nature kind of dribbles down into the rest of the field as well like I, I, can you can like <laughs> mclaren what's going on it can't it's impossible to tell like yeah. how they're gonna do it's so wild uh you know such a difference in form and like fighting right up there uh, or just well, you know willowing at the back of the pack i mean you have the fact that like russell had really strong practice pace and then on qualifying day he was on record as being like the car just felt completely different uh than right. it had during practice these these are really like there is such a chaotic element uh to these to these cars um by the way, like like I think one thing is as well is here at the start, it sure seemed like um the people that started on hard seemed to be wallowing at the start of the race, like George yeah. Russell, like it just seemed uh like that was a terrible tire to be on, terrible strategy. And for good for a good many laps it, it was. Uh but once those started to come on, they seemed to have like some really incredible pace and some really nice like um like the way they wore in seemed really even and predictable um, in a way that like really favored people who were on those. Yeah. And uh, the, the pit stops start around, um, you know, lap looks like 12 to to 20 or so, but yeah, everyone on the hard tires, which looks to be Russell, uh, Ocon, Stroll, Latifi, Vettel. uh, They just keep going um, on their hard tires. And, I assume if he started uh, back Albon. in 18. No, he started on mediums. Really? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, lap 39 is the next note I have here. Nothing Alonso. happened. Nothing happened yeah. for half that race. Yeah. It, it was really, a real, it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Alonso makes an ambitious move on the inside of Gasly at turn one. He has to slam on the brakes as Gasly makes the turn and uh, it still runs into him, earning Alonso a five second penalty. Uh, a few laps later on lap 41, Gasly goes wide at a long left-hander and allows two cars to pass him. And then as he rejoins the track, a third car, Lando Norris, tries to get by and the two collide. Yeah. This was... Fernando realized the race was boring. So he sort of 
butterfly affected. <laughs> always, always looking <laughs> out for us. Uh, El plan. He's putting out there. Um, yeah, uh, you know that that whatever happened to Gasly in that incident um, just had him not being able to take left-handed turns very well at all, and uh, so maybe his front right was was damaged in some way. But yeah, similar to many incidents like this we've seen over the days, like the it reminded me very much of the Imola, um, Mazepin, and. Latifi incident where a car just drifting in and, and trying to get around not dissimilar to what we saw with Stroll back in uh, Melbourne as well um, but yeah it just looked like he was managing something he was on the radio when when the incident happened as well and Gasly was just sort of like drifting out maybe Lando was also you know I don't want to victim I don't blame. think he was drifting I, I went back I looked at his steering wheel you and it's turned to the right um, and track, Lando's coming up on the left. Although the track the, is right, drifting the to the track right, kinks yeah. to the to the right, and that's what Norris said after the fact. He didn't think that that Gasly was turning enough. Yes. Um. But uh, hey, man, <laughs> he, he's got he's got an issue. That's a uh, fair point. Like maybe give him, he could have given him a, him a little berth. bit more wider berth. Yeah, and Lando maybe for both, his, you know, Lando on the radio did not blame him. He he just kind of said, you know, sorry boys, and also Lando was kind of languishing at the back of the pack at that stage. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think it was going to be much of a Sunday for him anyway. Um, no. Yeah, he spun around a lot, didn't have to hit the wall. It was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, and of course that really favored Russell, who had like a really long stint on the hards and kept reporting in. Like he, you know, he made the call, let's just stay out as long as possible in the hopes for a safety car, which mm. I was surprised we only had the one. Yeah, because like practice and quality had prepared me so much for this to be a like almost a Jetta like uh start stop type pattern uh and said mm-hmm. this is kind of the the, the big incident that, that crops up but that's that really ends up uh favoring russell and vaulting him uh back into an advantageous position uh compared to hamilton uh by the way did you catch this uh magnuson forced a really late tire call on haas uh where they went around once under safety car and he didn't pit and then he's like, I really do. No, I, I want to come in. I need to come in uh, for a tire change here. And so he pit he pitted out of formation and dropped himself way far down. Oh, um, really? Under the safety car. And this is where uh, Gunther was like, it was just, you know, it was a terrible strategy call. Um, we didn't want to do it in the pits, but like Kevin insisted on it. Uh, and it threw away a bunch of points. Um and like Kevin's put his hand up and was like, yeah, it was a it was a bad call, uh, but a, but a really weird one, uh, a, a weird chain of events. You can sort of see there on the lap chart, like lap 41, 42, he's in he's in P11 uh, and then he comes in late, it looks like, and just ends up getting completely dumped. Um, yeah, down to 13th. Yeah. And then, yeah, it does not improve. Um, but yeah, so the the few runners who started on the, the hard tire, Russell and Stroll. Um, they were really, as you said, Rob, very uh, um, uh, helped by this because they got that that cheap pit stop while everybody else is going slow around this behind the safety car. Uh, Russell comes out in seventh. Stroll comes out in twelfth. So not not so bad from uh, <laughs> drivers who started in twelfth and from the back from the Albon's pit lane. In eleventh now as well, right? He he ends up benefiting too. Uh, Hamilton and his engineer were having a discussion about whether to pit during this period also for soft tires. Um, Hamilton saying, don't leave it up to me. You guys are the ones with all the data. 
Which is uh, the very team, different to last year where he was like constantly overruling them. I think it's um, different from how he is just week to week. Like, I think he's just yeah. like, again, I just believe they all have their traits under stress. Max begins complaining that things are unfair and that the yeah. ref should be on people. Uh, and Lewis like complains that either he's being asked to call strategy when he shouldn't or people are calling him the wrong strategy, which, by the way, he did toward the end of the race. He's like, man, strategy has not been kind to me uh, yeah. again. Whereas Russell, for his, you know, for his faults is saying to them, hey, look, let's just wait for the safety car. He's he's making a call. You know what I mean? And allowing them to overrule her maybe but well i think i think yeah. for for a slightly uncompetitive car i think it ended up being clear that maybe that like start on the hards and transition to the softer compound was the optimal uh play even without the safety car just because like the way things came in because uh, it felt like everybody on those mediums was on a stint that was uncomfortable uh by, by the end of it so like i i get it but uh yeah it's just it's it's very funny that like either hamilton is like like, what's the strategy call? What are you doing to me? Or he's like, "Why are you asking me for my input? I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do it." I thought it was an interesting uh, decision for the team because do you give the world champion faster tires behind your young gun, or do you leave him vulnerable? You know, which which is less likely to result in an incident? I wonder. But well, they, they do like to leave him out. Well, and Botas was there ahead of both of them, right? That was kind of yes. the issue, too. Uh, whereas, like, that was the thing where I was like, oh, God. We're going to have, like, Russell and Botas, like, magnetically attracted uh, on <laughs> yeah. F1 courses right now. Um, and so, like, yes. once again, I, I did wonder if, like, Mercedes strategy is like, you know, if we could arrange it. These two are not racing side by side. That would be great. <laughs> it didn't take yeah. Botas kind of bail them out. Yeah, uh, but just to round out the safety car here, Verstappen passed the pit lane too late to take advantage of a, of a good pit stop, but interestingly, the Ferraris elected to stay out. Uh, and then we get a restart on lap 46. The grid before that looks like this. Verstappen in first, Leclerc in second, Sainz in third, Perez in fourth. Then we've got Botas, Hamilton, Russell, Alonso, Schumacher, Ocon in 10th. Schumacher maybe in a position to score his first ever Formula One Championship points. It's true. Uh, we got Albon, Stroll, Magnussen, Vettel, Ricardo, Latifi, Sunoda. Uh, on the restart. Do you want me to do it? Want to take it, Danny? Yeah, sure. Uh, for stopping at a good start, Leclerc was pretty close to it. Signs dropped the ball and created a little DRS train of his own uh, because Perez was gobbling him up behind with Bottas gobbling him up. It's kind of like the old lady who swallowed a fly here. We have the, the various other animals of different sizes so close behind them, like Russian nesting dolls in this mixed metaphor, uh, behind Bottas, Hamilton, and behind Hamilton, Russell. And they were all just waiting for DRS to open mm-hmm. and hope that they're the one that has it and that the person in front of them uh, doesn't have it. The one big loser in this whole thing was Stroll, who lost a bunch of places. He was down into 15th position um uh a couple of lap turns in I've, i there was a couple of times in this next 10 minutes or 10 laps where there were so many battles going on that the tv could not or would not keep up with them um and there was a number of incidents that happened that i was watching in fact there was an incident that happened at one stage that that the crofty international feed commentators uh, Br- brundle and crofty did not see which was i think it was magnuson overtaking somebody 
and they did not it was Schumacher and Magnussen swapping position I think and they literally didn't see it and it happened on the TV camera because they were checking mm. something else on their monitors right so it was very very strange but uh, yeah that, I'm not quite sure what happened with Stroll there but he lost a bunch of places uh, Botas who was having a great race as we said in fifth place does a great job keeping the Mercedes behind which has got to feel good uh, but he only does that until lap 49 when he runs just a little bit wide and allows both of them through. Yeah. Uh, Russell at this point is behind Hamilton and is running faster on his new tires. He tries to get around Hamilton into that turn that Botas went wide on, but no dice. Uh, he's got another shot on lap 50, and while he makes the pass, he also goes off track and has to give the place back, uh, which the FIA told Mercedes they had to do. Um, well, then he sort of he sort of flubbed that too, right? Because he kind of gave back the advantage in the moment, but not really. Yeah, and then he'd driven pretty far up the road before they advised him he had to drop back again and let Hamilton pass and then re-overtake. But that firmly took him out of uh, the fight against Perez, uh, which yeah. I think was going to be a reach. Like I actually don't think it cost him a position. I don't. I don't think that was going to happen. Uh, but nevertheless, like it, it was a bit of a miscue maybe from George and maybe also from the Mercedes pit wall, not like being clear that we need to, that they needed to straighten out that situation like immediately rather than hoping, mm. uh, that that sort of half-hearted, like give back was, was going to work because they ended up having to, uh, basically do a, do a swap much later and, and it's an interesting situation, time. interesting situation though. Cause I was like, wait, did. Do, are they the ones that uh, bring this up to the race control or, you know, can they just not say anything and it's fine? Like, I, I could you just overtake her and this outside is, of a chicane? This is one of those things, too, where, like, this did feel like a situation where, like, I don't know why, like, why these guys are racing. Like, the, like Hamilton seemed to like in a radio message, he said that, like, you know, George is behind me on, on, on fresh tires. Of course, he's going to overtake me. Um, which seems like he understood the state of play. So I just do not understand why they like, they didn't feel that they could radio in and just do the swap because it felt like everyone knew the score. Uh, and I yeah. do wonder if they were just like maybe tiptoeing around actually having to tell Hamilton that he's not on the prime strategy right now. Yeah, um, Hamilton, I used to, you know, because that doesn't happen if you're in first and second, right? That you started out on track. Uh, well, hopefully, if you're not yeah. <laughs> Rubens Barrichello, but um, but here yeah, there are such I different strategies. Like George had been gifted yeah. this like uh, free pit stop, basically. Like I just don't know. I don't know how they ended up squandering that advantage, having him execute an overtake on Hamilton, where Hamilton is on a far worse tire strategy. Um, yeah, no, maybe nobody wants those headlines, you know. No, and, I think, and, and maybe they're a bit scared of him. Like, you know, again, he mm. did bring up strategy has not been kind. Um, I, I, I do wonder if they're a little bit afraid of actually uh, stage managing some of these races. But this was a clear case of like, you're not favoring a driver. This is just the way the cards fell. You know who's not scared of doing his best Max Verstappen 2020 impression or 2021 impression? Mick. Sir, no, Sergio Perez. Oh. Down into this turn, which I'm assuming is next. Yeah, lap 52, Perez has closed the gap back up to Sainz. Uh, Sainz is in third, Perez in fourth. And with the DRS, uh, gets a run on Sainz down into turn one and just careens up the inside so hard that he locks his brakes. <laughs> And goes just a little bit wide, uh, allowing signs to retake the place. Uh, should be noted here that Perez pitted during the safety car for fresh tires. Uh, but 
was running the race with a cylinder sensor problem. Yeah, right. Which earlier in the race lost him seven seconds in two laps. Uh, Horner also yeah. said that it was it was contributing to a loss of twenty kilowatts. Um, they they told him uh, over the radio to fail five zero, which I I'm guessing is telling Perez to tell the computer to ignore that sensor. Mm. Uh, but they also uh, after the fact they said like yeah we had to swap some sensors around so I'm. All kinds of weird programming had to yeah. come from Perez, so like, I, think I they guess, have, in this race. Yeah, I think they have to turn on another sensor, so they have a sensor there, but the other sensor that's failing is still getting powered. So they're basically sucking more juice mm. from the power unit to hmm. turn on a basically a an extra sensor that they wouldn't need, and that's where they lose the power from. Well, and I, I will say this. like I think... You know, I'm, I'm sure it's fine, but like if I were Sergio, I would be a little frustrated that when he hopped on the radio to report a loss in power, they basically decided to gaslight him, and they were like, yeah. "No, you're just not. <laughs> nope, you're, you're not fine. keeping up with them, and you're not getting the toe anymore. That's why you're falling. <laughs> that you know, it's fine." And that's where he's like, "No, it isn't. Look at the data. I am not like I am down on power." And of course, he <laughs> he was, but uh, a little frustrating that, especially given that the solution ish turned out to be we need to quickly like bounce the electronics um i would be a little frustrated that the pit wall was just like this is probably fine he's just driving like <laughs> shit yeah uh, shout out to carlos Sainz for not hitting him like he basically like bro- broke up yeah hard breaking up the inside of you know f1 cars are basically are all blind spot but mm-hmm. there is perhaps nowhere blinder than where he was coming up and i wonder um, if signs kind of saw yeah, it coming yeah. though because like he holds he holds a really yeah, straight yeah. line angle deep into that corner he and he lingers in the braking zone for paris to pass. right so i think you're i think you're right I, I think he, yeah, I, he left him a tough angle to meet and i think he probably read that there's just no way that perez was gonna be able to bring that car around so just let him dump himself off uh, and then and then execute the turn. Uh, as people are getting more and more frantic toward the end of the race here, we've only got, uh, let's see, it's 57 laps and we're on 52. 54, very regrettable incident happens in oh. the battle for ninth place. I know. Oh. Uh, Ocon, who's in 10th, uh, it seems, was attempting a move around Mick Schumacher, but he goes wide, allowing Vettel to come up the inside of both cars and pass Schumacher for ninth. Uh, Schumacher tries to get him back by driving up the inside with DRS, uh, and then he does an Alonzo. Vettel turns in, and Schumacher smashes into the side of him. Man, this was just like, like it was written in the stars, like the dad and the son, Vettel and Mick. He's like <laughs> such a father figure to him. It's like Obi Wan and Anakin or something. It's like this. Well, and, and Mick like, being like, that was completely it, my corner, and it's like. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, and that's where I thought you were like, I guess that's more of a Verstappen like 2017 type move right. where it's like, yeah. because there there is, like if you had a ruler, you could measure out the space of an F1 car to like fit it I'll through. You could push a car through uh, if the other car were not moving. Um, but nice. yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it was not on as they say. No. Um, and between, it was the one thing that I was caring about for the last 10 minutes of this race was let's yeah. get, make some points. Like uh, he's earned it. He's done well today. You know, he's had, we've been talking only last week about being in the shadow of K-Mag having such a strong no, start to the season. It's the K-Mag effect. Like you just slowly start like, <laughs> why can't I beat that guy? And then you slowly start <laughs> losing your mind and you turn into Roman Grosjean. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, science is still like working on a cure. 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm worried <laughs> about Mick. Uh, how well, rates how of Grosjean are really high in America right now? Yeah, just it's with true. the new wave of Grosjean. Oh is, god, is... I was on the show last week. Did, did we talk about like the fact that like he got into some shit with Graham Rahal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we did, didn't we didn't we cover didn't it. talk about it. No, uh, the he, Phoenix. The Phoenix uh, got a little bit pissy <laughs> at a at the most recent track, uh, and just kind of tried to body Graham Rahal going up the inside of a corner, and then when okay. he felt like Graham Rahal continued to exist in his proximity, he gave him the chrome <laughs> horn. Like it is the most like just jagging the wheel into somebody and thwapping him. And Rahal, like, God like bless IndyCar pit pit maneuver, IndyCar. Those basically open mics. It like Graham Ray Hall's oh, like this yeah. guy's a punk. And then in the post race, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's doing the same shit he did in Europe. You know, he had a reputation for being a edgy driver there, and uh, he's wearing out his welcome did he? here. And if uh, <laughs> did he? Yeah, it's it's great. I am I am all in on. Uh, I love that. Oh, it's I love the idea that none of them watch F one, so they think that he's like a hothead who crashed into people, not like a kind of a dude who just crashed under safety car. Yeah, he's more more mistake prone than malicious, but that did seem yeah. a little bit malicious. It was great, uh, but the, wow. again, he was exposed to lethal levels of K Mag. Yeah, you know, it's true. Uh, <laughs> lap fifty five, Russell gets by Hamilton finally with DRS slotting into fifth place, uh, and there is some some late race scuffling between Leclerc and Verstappen. But Leclerc really only has one shot at it, uh, and it is not quite enough to overcome mm. the Red Bull's top speed advantage. And Max Verstappen wins the inaugural Miami Grand Prix. Yeah, barely saw him. Kept us kept it ahead. Did did a good start, solid race. Track clearly favored them. You could see, uh, yeah. you know, that battle between Perez and Sainz, I think, is a good example of that as well. And. Uh, yeah, I, but but uh, I a, I a do wonder start. if had they left maybe too much wing on the car, they had such a handling advantage that maybe they left maybe too much of that. Uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's yeah. pretty hair splitting though because they needed every bit of that handling advantage to keep it close. Um, and that is in addition to the safety car why it sort of came back toward them toward the end. But uh, yeah, if you can't if you can't win the drag race with the DRS assist, then you're just like you don't have a prayer in F one. Um, so yeah. This Ferrari power unit thing, um, they got to be working on solutions. Um, or maybe they could just tweak the sensors a little bit. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. Maybe a bit just, more fuel, yeah, maybe. Just, yeah. yeah. Don't tell anyone. Just like, look, it averages out. It all comes out in the wash. <laughs> uh, in second place, Charlie Claire and rounding out the podium, Carlos Sainz. Uh, just off the podium, Sergio Perez. Then we've got George Russell in fifth, Lewis Hamilton in sixth, Valtteri Bottas comes home in seventh. Then Esteban Ocon, who called this race one of the or the hardest in his life, Whoa. I think. They all seemed beat to hell after this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's in eighth, and then Alex Albon getting some points for Williams in ninth, and Lance Stroll promoted to tenth. After Alonso's five-second penalty for the contact with Gasly and an additional five-second penalty, which I didn't see, but which is well summarized here by racefans.net, quote, on lap 52, Alonso cut across the turn 14-15 chicane. While this could have been accidental, it also may have been an attempt to deprive Schumacher behind him of DRS. Ah. Having cut the chicane, Alonso reached the detection line 
after turn 16 more than a second before Schumacher, who was therefore unable to use DRS. The stewards took note of Alonso's failure to keep within the track limits. They're like, hey, if if uh, Stroll did this, we would have been like it was a mistake. But we know you're up to something, Fernando. <laughs> yes. We know you're See, smarter. Again, always thinking. Conspiring. He conspired to make Mick and Vettel have that crash. So Alonso finishes in 11th, uh, just behind him. Yuki Tsunoda, uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, actually, he finished in 11th, but he got a five-second penalty for cutting the track to stay ahead of Magnussen, Ugh. who himself got a penalty. Oh, my God. For contact with Stroll, uh, though Magnussen ended up retiring in the pits before the end of the race. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ricardo in 13th, Latifi in 14th, Schumacher in 15th, Magnussen in 16th, Sebastian Vettel in 17th. He DNF'd along with Pierre Gasly, Lando Norris, and Joe Guan Yu. Mm. Whew. And that was Miami. Rubbing is racing. It is indeed. You know what else is racing? Rubbing still. Wearing jewelry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it is. It's so let's take it to the news it. here. Uh, Rob, I think you also have been tracking the story. Uh, the FIA, the governing body is being sticklers uh, specifically the uh the race director Niels Wittich or Wittich perhaps uh has uh in the words of autosport followed the letter of the international sporting code by requiring that drivers don't wear jewelry or non-approved underwear Ooh. while in the cockpit and this is a safety reason um I, the underwear is they want they want to make sure you've got fireproof underwear on, uh, because as we've seen with Roman Grosjean, speaking of, you can be on fire sometimes still. Uh, and jewelry is another one that they don't want if they need to take your overalls off um, for fire reasons or for medical reasons. They don't want the fabric to snag on anything. So even things like watches uh, are are not allowed, uh, and they are they are cracking down on this. Not everybody, Danny, uh, is willing to comply. Yes. Well, when you have jewelry in places that can't be easily removed, mysterious places we don't want to mm. talk about, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's, uh, that's an issue. Yeah, Hamilton was talking about how he's got some rings and stuff that he has not taken out in since they were put in, but he also has uh, some jewelry that kind of can't be removed uh he, he was talking about how like they're made of platinum so that he you know he's had cat scans in the past and it's never been an issue or anything um but like yeah he, did, he didn't say where it was which just leads like i'm just my the mind is racing to all of the mm. filthiest areas of the corners of my brain to just imagine the the amazing like platinum cod piece i don't know what's mm. what's going mm-hmm. on maybe he's got some royalty you know what i mean <laughs> maybe there's some ro- some royalty down there uh it's uh maybe it's somewhere else i don't know maybe it's somewhere so outside the box that my petty conservative mind can't can't even contemplate to protest um, this hamilton showed up at the track on friday wearing uh eight rings and three wristwatches. <laughs> I didn't see the wristwatches. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. I saw somebody say it's set to uh, East Coast time, UK time, and Hammer time. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> the defector did an investigation as to where where's Hamilton Pierce going through his uh, Instagram posts to try and find uh, where the piercing might be. Journalism. If you're thinking, if you're thinking like belly button ring, nope. Uh, okay. Feet. Further nope. south. So, some yeah, we were talking in the belt region. Uh, is yeah, that, at least somewhere that is, in Instagram's laws where you can't post. This is what we are. This is what we are left with. But I, I do think, like, I fundamentally. So I am more sympathetic to this, which is like, yeah, what they have to, from the FBI's perspective, like, you're always living in the worst case, and you're thinking about, yeah, if we have to like emergency extract somebody from a fire suit. Or, like, if they are being medevaced to, like, a level three trauma facility and, like, minutes count, uh, seconds count. Like, if you need to worry about, but, you know, it's a platinum piercing, but if they're if they're worried about, uh, like, being people being put into, like, an emergency MRI, I can see, like, where they are coming from. But fundamentally, I think, like, they've let this ride for a while. I it's it's gonna look it's a it's a bad look to try they've given him an extension but he's he's drawing the line he's not going to remove these piercings i don't think it's a good fight to have um especially with how like last season ended uh but more than that i I think brundle put it really well on the you know on the broadcast he's like after a point Anyone who climbs over, you know, the 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 tub of an F1 cockpit and gets in has like accepted a certain level of risk. And like we're talking about a pretty marginal level of risk that this piercing rule is trying to cover off. Is that this is not a line, this is not a fight worth having. Uh because no, I, yeah. I I do think though that the FIA needs to be shown to care because of this. So I think I don't think anyone's really to blame in this. I think there should have been a law in the past for this. I every sport that I have ever taken part of, we've had a referee come in or somebody say something if anyone had any rings or earrings or watches. And I've also seen what happens when people don't. Yes. It's like bad. I've mm-hmm. heard stories and I've seen it. Mm. So I totally get that you should like I was surprised when I heard that they had they could wear rings and stuff. You know, look at Grosjean. You get to get extracted from the inside of a burning wreck. You know what I mean? His hands Although, are still messed up because of the seconds that the, the glove couldn't protect yes, him but, for. But not on the skin where his wedding ring was. Oh, funny. Because that, like, created a little tent on his glove. Yep. So he's he's not burned but there. But there is concern. That's that wild. It, but if there there is a piece of concern, if there's a piece of jewelry that a point like pierces the weave of the fire suit, it becomes a conductive uh, path as well for heat uh, into sure. into the skin. Yeah, um, extracting that stuff as well. If you get burned, or right. if you're you've got swelling, or you know what I mean. Like it's like I would never. I wouldn't even wear my red ring if I was like having a game of soccer, just because I've seen what can happen right, but, so like, but but a very different sport too i mean that's the thing is like you're talking about these these sorts yeah. of injuries different thing than somebody being loaded into a survival cell and like this like those types of injuries are generally not what we're worried about with f1 drivers um yeah. where it is like I, it is primarily head trauma uh and then like is like cerebrospinal um you know but injury. i mean the grosjean thing is an incident where it could have I just think I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think worst case scenario, I think the best thing for them to do is to bring this in and just so it's there for the younger drivers coming in. You know what I mean? And then we sort of slowly it like becomes, helmets in hockey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's been he's been grandfathered in, I guess, to the helmet rule for F1. Uh, yeah, I don't think they should push the point with Hamilton. And ultimately, if he wants to like have that be 
like you said, like Brundle said, like that it's that it's just uh, an accepted risk that he has taken part of it. Um, that's fine, but I do think the FA has to make a point of being against that, maybe even just to protect themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the event that something does happen, to be like, hey, this was him. He wanted to do it. We tried, but well. Lewis is not the only world champion protesting this rule. <laughs> uh, Rob, Sebastian what do you think about, uh, about Seb wearing uh, underpants on the outside? Is that Should that be allowed? Uh, it was very funny. Um, <laughs> they all, like, boy, all the drivers seem to hate this fireproof briefs thing. Uh, <laughs> like, that's really setting them off. And I do wonder if it's just like, where you got the fire suit? Comfortable? We're already wearing fire suits head to toe. Like, wh- why are we, like, why are we double bagging it? Maybe they're really itchy. Yeah, maybe they're like nasty. Yeah, I mean, Lewis definitely has to wear them if we've established where his piercing is. He should probably. <laughs> he's the one. But yeah, Seb wore a pair of underpants as a his words piss take uh, uh, over his um, overalls over his uh, his racing suit. Um, hopefully, he got some scratch from Puma for wearing them because he got lot, lots of advertising, lots of photographs. Um, yeah, he was just saying he thought it was funny that we're still talking about it. So that's why, you know, he did it. For the Japes. Or for great Drive to Survive footage, perhaps. Good point. Good point. Danny, segue. So, oh, segue that was a segue, Danny. right. Good point. Good segue. Bad <laughs> Danny. Drive to Survive has been confirmed for a in a sort of James Cameron avatar-like sense. We can look forward to several... Uh, installments of the Jake Solly <laughs> Formula One uh, series. We're back for a fifth season, but we're also back for a sixth season of Drive to mm. Survive. Um, so unsurprisingly, um, this is the case. Also unsurprisingly, they announced this at Miami. Hello, by the way, to all of our podcast listeners um, from the States. We can see that it is more popular here as well. Um, uh, from our from our data, it's it's been incredible to see this rise in the past couple of years off the back of this tv show so much of it um, and you could even see that in the in the drivers that were going to like tv talk shows here in the states like ricardo was doing the rounds which makes sense because he's like one of the big returning characters in that series and he was even saying when he was on um i think it was trevor noah that like he was like, oh, yeah, you can notice it. You get, I get noticed now, like in a way that I didn't even two or three years ago. Um, so it's been interesting seeing that, um, you know, which 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 teams and which drivers end up getting lots of uh, fans out of it. And like that's I wonder if that's why like Ferrari r- relented and Mac- Mercedes relented because there's like money left on the table a little bit here. And, you know, maybe Gunter Steiner is the most famous man in <laughs> Florida right now. It's hard to tell. But uh it's How not going else are you going to sell those hundred and twenty dollar hats at your uh, concession stand? Did they have which hats? You oh, know, sorry, the Haas team hats. hats. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, I want like a Gunter Steiner mask or something like a mm. or like an IKEA catalog, an Aldi catalog. <laughs> right. Uh, last bit of news here: uh, the W Series, the women's only racing series that was partnering Formula One this weekend, um, has partnered with ESPN Whoa. in the U.S., which is awesome. No more BN Sports. Wow, people actually can... have ESPN. <laughs> You're right. I tried to get um, BN Sports so I could watch W Series, and then this news broke, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yes." Uh, 
Uh, F1 also put highlights up of both W Series races on their YouTube channel, and the first one for race one already oh, has man. over a million views, which is awesome. Yes, oh, that's this is that's terrific. More of what we need. Yeah, that was a real. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but man, man, that was a bummer. Those last laps were something else. <laughs> yeah, oh. it was a good. It was a good race. It was. Um, well, but hey, I haven't followed you closely, but. It appears that it, does it seem like Jamie Chadwick is just in a, a different league than a lot of the other competition? Is that's what I'm picking up? Is that like I mean, yeah, it's, it's like asked multiple. and answered. Like, who is the best driver in, in W Series? Well, it's, it's Chadwick. Uh, I, that first race was right. up for grabs. Okay, I didn't watch the and second. A few one. of them have. It hasn't been like a. Uh, it hasn't been boring to watch. She doesn't run away with it the way that like yeah. you know the old Schumacher races used to go. Yeah, where the old Hamilton races used to go. Gotcha. Or Vettel, I guess. Um, it has it has been close. I mean, the cars are close, but she is consistent in a way that a lot of the other drivers are not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't make so, mistakes. Yeah. She's quite a cool head. So it's, yes. yeah. So we remain, and you got to promote, got to promote this star out of here. Uh, I know. Somewhere yes, else. Please. Um, but there's a lot of other great talent in there. It's it's been really fun to watch. Awesome. Yeah. Check out those highlights. Yeah, or indeed the the replays on the ESPN apps. Mm. Uh, and that is it for news here. Um, let's go do, through. Did you want to do standings? Yeah, the Just driver to... standings. Uh, Charles Leclerc is on top with 104 points. Max Verstappen is 19 points behind him with 85. 19 points ahead of his teammate, Sergio Perez, who is in Ooh. third. Uh, then we got a relatively close battle there between uh, Perez Seven points ahead of George Russell with 59. Then Carlos Sainz is in fifth with 53. Lewis Hamilton uh, has gained a position. He's now in sixth place in the Driver Championship with 36 points. Delando Norris is 35. Mm. Uh, Valtteri Bottas is in eighth with 30. Esteban Ocon's got 24. Kevin Magnussen is in 10th place with 15 points. Then we've got Daniel Ricciardo with 11. Yuki Tsunoda with 10. Pierre Gasly with 6. Sebastian Vettel with 4. Alex Albon jumps up 3 places with his uh, new points. Uh, He now has 3. He's in 15th place. Then we've got a tie between Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso. Boy, Fernando just can't catch a break. I thought, yeah, he just like, he he seems so strong this year, and yet here he is (laughs) with 2 points. He was saying this is one of his best seasons in a decade. Right. Yeah. Um, Low bar. In uh, 18th <laughs> is Zhou uh, Guan Yu. And then tied for zero points, we've got oh. Nico Hulkenberg, Mick Schumacher, and Nicholas Latifi. Oh, Mick. Why'd you have to I do know. it? I you know. know. Latifi's just uh, happy to be In the constructor standings. What'd you say? Latifi's just happy to be here. Yeah. Jeez yeah. Louise. In constructor standings, it's a close fight at the front. Ferrari's on top with 157 to Red Bull's 151. Uh, then a little bit down to third place is Mercedes with 95. McLaren's in fourth with 46. Alfa Romeo's got 31 in fifth place. Then we've got Alpine with 26. Alpha Tauri with 16. Gene Haas and team have 15. They're almost in seventh place. Uh, Aston Martin's got six, and Williams now has three. Thanks to Alex Albon. All three of those, yeah. Yeah, McLaren really dropped a lot of points off Mercedes this week. Big shame for them. Rotten week. A real rotter of a track for that car. If you would like to join the standings yourself, you can join our Fantasy League using the link in the show notes. Here is the top, the podium from Miami, and it is a three-way tie for third between 
Uh, Roman from the U.S. with the team Swiss and Hamilton Sammy. Ooh. Nice. I like it. Uh, from Australia, Scott's team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kimmy Kardashian. What happened at the end there? Kimmy Kardashian. Okay, There's got an it. umlaut. Yes. Uh, and then also tied for third, Blaine from the U.S. with the team So Not Right. That's Sino- like Sonoda? No, no So Not Right. Uh, like Michael, Max that was So Not Right. Oh, So Not Right, yeah. Uh, Genevieve from the U.S. is in second place with the team Soup for Russell. Soup for Russell. Sure. Yes. And then uh, Dave from the U.S. is on top of the Miami race with Shoey Show 2. Yeah, it is. It is the second Shoey show, although this Shoey show keeps crashing into his countrymen. In <laughs> uh, overall, in this fantasy standings from the USA, Jeff with the team Magnus Son of a Gunther. Oh, I like that. Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie from Norway with the team Yes, Drew Flagpa is a funny reference. Uh, thank you, everyone who wrote in to tell me of the uh, the the cartoon flag flagpa flagpa. Uh, it's a it's a car it's a car cartoon. Okay, I guess from that part of the world. Um, still not really clear. A lot of people said it's this, and I I don't really get it, but. I think it's a it's sort of a Wallace and Gromit esque car cartoon. Okay, nice. Um, and then from Canada, number one spot, Michael's team, Leo Speed. Leo Speed. Yes. Very good. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining the Fantasy League, and thank you also for your emails. You can hit us up at shiftf1podcast at gmail.com or f1.cool slash emails. You can also say hi on Twitter with at shiftf1podcast or at Drew Scanlon, at Danny O'Dwyer, or at Rob Zachney. That is us around the internet. Should we take it around the world, Danny? Let's race around the way. Hey, hey, oh, yeah. Well, everyone, the day has come. <gasps> what is it? What day? The- My birthday. <laughs> Almost. Rob's bar is mitzvah. It? Is it? Uh, Drew's baby shower. You there, Drew, boy. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> Rob, it's the inaugural e scooter championship round. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that what it sounds wow, like? The bar is. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Those uh, those electric scooters that you see everyone riding down the street these days, <laughs> they made a racing championship out What's of it. What's it called? The e scooter challenge? E scooter spelled E. Lowercase e, capital S, K O O T R. Oh my God, that's that's a nightmare. Yep, e scooter world championship or e scooter championship. Yep, championship. Mass. Yes. yes. I need to see this. So they're just uh, are they wearing helmets? They are wearing helmets, and guess who's a team owner? That's right, Nico Hulkenberg. Wow. Yep. This is this is exactly as I thought it would be. Look at these people. They're wearing race suits. Mm-hmm. They're scooting around. There's drones, of course. Oh, yeah. This is... Wow. Where are they racing? Uh, that's a great question. London? Why, why don't you tell me that while London. I go through the... Le- oh, is it London? Okay. The 14th of May, London at Printworks before they go to... 
Switzerland, Italy, France, Spain, and the USA. Where are they racing in the US? I'm trying to see. The thumbnail looks like... I can't quite... Is that the Salesforce Tower? I can't... No, it's not. No. Oh, my God. If it if it's San Francisco, I'm totally going. It might be the Embarcadero. I can't quite... No, it's got... No, oh, there's man. palm trees. It must be, uh, okay. must be Miami or somewhere. Or it could be LA. Or, or it could be a European's conception of all of california that's true it might just be like a screenshot from grand theft auto 5 and i can't see it properly (laughs) um yeah i don't know but that's the calendar yeah i'll try to find it like a twitter video or something of of their their highlights their highlight reel that they've been putting together like here's what this is get excited uh i'd watch it that seems that seems weird can you Uh, road road rash style like knock over other people like i think that's going to be a big part for me if they're wearing helmets you know, you got a little bike chain. You can just what swing around. What are the crashes going to look like? Just like low speed MotoGP where they kind of tumble. Um, I don't know. I think I could be wrong. It is co-ed racing, which I guess all racing is in principle, but never seems <laughs> right. to be for some magical reason. Yes. But um, yeah, there's a there's three to a team and and not all the teams have... Uh, it's not like it doesn't look like it's uh, like what was the extreme sport? extreme where they sort of had there was like a rule about mm-hmm. uh, what genders or sexes were on the team. It doesn't seem to be the case here. It is three on a team. Um, yeah, Murphy Scooters is my team. I think Murphy Scooters. <laughs> they also have a team called Player One, which is P L Y R colon one. Okay, all right, Formula E. <laughs> He's in Berlin. Oh my god, there's oh a team called Sick Racing Team. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Formerly he's in Berlin to the Tempelhof Airport for two rounds. IndyCar <laughs> is at the IMS Road Course, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the month of May. Uh, the Camping World trucks are back. Yeah. At the Kansas Speedway for the Heart of America 200. Heart of Dan Riker, 200. Yep, it's the heart of America. It's full of barbecue sauce. Uh, Moto Flog, GP. Flogging up those veins. Is in Le Mans. Le Mans. For, Le Mans. At the Circuit Bugatti for the Grand Prix de France. Did you guys the, see that insane Moto 2 crash oil spill thing that happened a couple of weeks ago? With the fireball? Yeah. Yeah. It was bizarre. Like 20 cars all went off one after the other, skittling into cars? each other. Sorry, bikes. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, bike fans. Eventually, one of them hit one. They were just like all in that runoff and more car- more bikes keep kept coming in. So they had to run out of the way and then one of them hit another car and explode. Bike. Sorry. <laughs> Bicycle, please. Um, the Motocross Grand Prix is uh, in Italy this weekend. Uh, and the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is at Mid-Ohio. Specifically, the Sports Car Challenge. If Kansas is the heart of America, what's Mid-Ohio? The liver? <laughs> the, the sternum? The spleen? <laughs> and we got NASCAR. Oh, my. Also Are we in Kansas, Kansas, too? Yep. Kansas right City. Fields. Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri? Uh, the, the Kansas one. Okay. For the Advent Health 400. Advent. I, I invented health. <laughs> Don't know if you knew that. And that's racing this weekend. No Formula One. 
the Formula One Catch the East scooter. Championship. Oh, I, I wonder, does it say where it's being broadcast, Danny? Oh, it doesn't. It TikTok? It didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's they're updating it via QR codes, probably. <laughs> so they're going to post QR codes around cities, and if you scan those, you get to see a five-second clip of it. Um, no, there is a big green button on the website called Become a Rider, though, which is maybe not We reported on the fact that they were holding tryouts, and, like, literally anyone... <laughs> could walk in there i think they were like are you an athlete i don't Sign think up this now. is being i don't i don't want to say it's not being televised but it it gives me the feeling of something that maybe they don't have because that's that's I'll, that's expensive i don't know I'll, maybe. Uh, I'll post a link in the show notes to their twitter account or something so maybe people can can watch there and check in on sick they, sick racing team sick racing team yeah uh, all right, final thoughts, Danny. Final thoughts on Miami. Yeah, I guess we didn't really talk about the track. I would say um, I enjoyed... It had a Monaco-style feel to it, where there was a lot of... Uh, pomp. Pomp, which I know turns a lot of people off. I'm kind of for it, because it's so silly, and Formula One is silly. So, like, yeah. I don't think that, like, Martin Brundle accidentally calling another black athlete Mahomes is... Like, outside of that just being generally problematic, I don't get cringy while he's, like, walking around talking to celebs. It's like, this is... Formula One is dumb. This this sport should not really (laughs) exist. It exists because of stupid money, and this is, like, the price you pay to Satan. So, it could have... And much like the race could have also been a kind of a procession had it not been for alonso scheming to to knock out pierre gasly we might have had a really boring race after kind of an interesting weekend like the practice and quality were good um so yeah always hard to judge a race on one uh uh one weekend but you know there have been plenty of circuits that have been way worse than this on their first weekend so i don't think it's a classic but it's interesting and it definitely seemed to push the drivers uh, into you know into the limits physically and mentally you see martin brundle saying on twitter that he actually dislikes doing grid walks oh really (laughs) yeah he says there's a reason why i've never watched back an f1 grid walk in a quarter of a century doing them you have no (laughs) idea how much i dislike doing them but somehow those crazy moments have defined my professional career and then like a chin scratching emoji yeah oh well that's the way it is I, I, I would say it, any of the times where I was doing live to tape like stuff like that where you're just walking around E3 or doing a console launch it's always like the hardest thing because you're like juggling 20 different balls and like you have to know every celebrity so it like like yeah. it is quite tricky I'm sure for him um, yeah they should stop doing it. they do them on the other one now as well they do them on the F1 channel they have Will Buxton doing it so and I think he's less good at it because Will's kind of a little bit doesn't he's not as genuine as brundle is yeah i think so uh final thoughts rob from miami yeah i mean it wasn't as bad as i feared it would be but there was a weird vibe i was getting from a lot of the way this race was being discussed and assessed uh in terms of everyone just giving into the hype almost and being like what an event it's just incredible like look at look at what they've done here and maybe it was like truly awesome to be there. Um, but as a televised event, I thought it was pretty inert. Um, like, I don't think there were any, like, 
there were no great shots uh, in terms. There's nothing exciting to look at uh, this this entire weekend. Um, I don't know. In a lot of ways, it seemed really fitting that it's like a crypto.com Grand Prix because I think there's a similar sort of we are going to declare this thing as a success. And by declaring it loudly enough <laughs> and by throwing enough marketing money behind it, it will sort of look like a success. Even if though we all say this is cool, that means it's cool, right? Right. And so I think that's kind of where I came out of this was nothing about it as a race or a venue really impressed. It exceeded expectations uh, by, you know, by, by not being complete crap, but like, I just, in terms of vindication, I don't think it's there yet. Like, I think this is still a, you know, bottom tier uh, event on the F1 calendar. And my worry is that this interest in, like, proclaiming stuff like this is a success and this is where F1 needs to go. Uh, I am sure that is where Liberty wants it to go in a lot of ways. Mm. They want to be in places like this. They want to like uh, be proximate to this type of like wealth and a sensible glamour. I think you're in real danger of creating a really samey calendar and a lot of dull racing. And for now, like F1's got a lot of novelty on it. There's a lot of people coming in to like be interested in the sport. I am not sure that interest survives if the calendar gets overrun with a lot of like mediocre venues and you end up with a return to a processional era of F1. They've done a lot of good work with the regs, but like I just yeah, I just look at this and like if this is the future, I think it is worse than where where we've been in recent years. Uh and I don't think it's the direction to go with like expanding F1 operations, even though a lot of the moneyed interests are desperate to do this. Yeah, I I I I think Rob brings up a really interesting point as well there where the uh, I think this definitely like points in the direction of what Vegas is going to be. Like you can sort of now when I imagine Vegas, I have a much stronger feeling of what that is. Um and also if you look at the Jeddah race as well as a sort of a comparison with this or like a a, a twin with this and you look at what Liberty is doing in terms of where they're going, like it does how it's kind of a bit of formula e or something and not nothing nothing bad to say about formula e in relation you know that's a that's built around cities and and doing these tracks and there's an ethos behind it and all that sort of stuff but you know there's a reason we're not going back to portimao and there's a reason why they have this track in Jeddah and this track in miami and they are less interesting tracks like there's no getting around it um and I hope that these races can prov- these races can provide novelty or interesting races. But if we have Jeddah and Miami and Vegas, and these are the tracks that are coming in, it does sort of point in a bit of a worrying uh, direction where we could have maybe more interesting tracks elsewhere. Well said. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I, for one, rated it a two out of four in my own personal rating system. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we will be back next week, uh, with another pre-show for wherever that is Monaco, right? Is it Monaco? Spain. 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 A lot of teams are real excited. We're back back into Europe. It's a chance to, uh, because they do testing on, on Spain. This is a chance to do like Mm -hmm. a B comparison of like what they saw before season, what, where they're at now with development. So, uh, a lot of teams are staking a lot on getting results out of this in terms of just like data. Yeah, yeah we have a couple of double ups coming. So it's Spain, Monaco, and then Azerbaijan, 
and Canada. And then we're back to Silverstone in July um, and uh, Spa and all that. So our brief European sojourn, our sort of Mediterranean date is uh, is happening here. But yeah, Barca should be interesting. Not not crazy. St- there's some straights, but it's not straight away. There's a lot of high speed to corners. I think we'll have a good battle there. Well, if you'd like to support the show and get access to all of our bonus episodes and the official Shift F1 Discord, you can do so over at patreon.com slash Shift F1. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Meow.